This is not financial advice. Why don't you buy some Bitcoin, you know? Buy Bitcoin. Welcome to the Crypto Whack Pack. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, poor baby. Live from Hunter Biden's hot tub. <laughs> I told you, dude, I'd get your name on here. No, 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 no. Hold that, hold that, hold that. I'll play it after. This is the Crypto Whack Bag with host Sparky, with Ghost, the Crypto Knight himself, and me, the guy that hasn't figured out why he hasn't been paid yet. We have a special guest today, folks, for you. Don't fuck this up. This is a hard name. The extremely over-diversified millennial investor. Okay? I think with a guy with a name like that, he's like, party. I'll, I'll ask him after the show. Hold on. The Crypto Knight's going to be talking about, oh, a little thing called inflation. Some El Salvador news. And that new COVID bullshit. All that and more on today's show. Take it away, Sparky. Welcome to the Crypto Whack Pack. We have our, I think you're our, like our first real guest because like Matt was our guest first, the right-wing Frenchman, and then he just kept, kind of became part of the show. But uh, <laughs> we are joined today by the over-diversified millennial. I know I'm going to botch this. What's the rest of it, Jimmy? <laughs> the extremely over diversified millennial investor. There you go. There you go. That sounds about right. Applause for that from the crowd or nothing? No applause. He wants an applause no, already. None, Jesus none, none, Christ. No. Just showed up here. A proper here induction. Yeah, right here. <laughs> he wonders why he's not getting paid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. So, Mr. Millennial. Tell us a little bit What's about up? your crypto journey. Like, just like specifically, like, when did you first hear about crypto and what got you into it and why? Yeah, man, I'll tell you all about it. Um, so I'm a, a fellow Rooster County brethren like you folks. Oh, boy. And uh, so that's how kind of me and Jim clicked at work. We were talking about crypto investments. And as usual, um, you know, he kind of is talking right over my head, like the first three words I get. And then after that, it's just, you know, we're making eye contact, but I have no idea what's going on at that point. Um, and then I started realizing and he was getting other people around us at work into crypto. Uh, of course, I had heard of Bitcoin and heard about the blockchain technology, but that was basically just the long and the short of it. I didn't really have the desire to get involved um, until I realized even stupid people could make money by investing and and buying and selling it just seemed like uh just too far-fetched of an idea to be purchasing basically just technology trading in cash for technology and then um you know buying selling swapping trading holding on whatever your plans are um but basically jimmy sent me the voyager link mehsr8 and uh got me involved that first day and he's like yeah just just put 100 bucks in and by the end of the day, what was I up to, Jimmy? I think I threw a couple grand in the first day because I, <laughs> yeah. I saw it going up like five, six, seven percent just in the day. So I'm like, all right, this is worth it. Um, and so here I am, a little couple years down the road, and um, very pleased with what I'm seeing in my portfolio just by 
Um, as Jimmy knows, I'd buy just whatever looks new or whatever looks fresh and then sell whatever's up for the day and then buy back whatever's down for the day. Um, Have you been in it long enough to, to experience the real roller coasters where it goes way down and then comes way back um, up? A couple, a couple, not, none of the crazy ones. Not a, so I started about a couple years ago. So I was involved with the big, the big May, May day, uh, back in May when everything dropped by like half. Um, and we were pretty pissed at Jim that day at work, <laughs> but you know, like, again, it was all, it was half of, uh, you know, I lost half of my, not of my investment, but I lost half of my profit. Right. You know what I mean? But still, still way in the, in the black. You know, the, the thing that I know about Jimmy, cause we went to school together was you can't beat him up and take his lunch money cause he'll beat you up instead. So, right. and then he'll give you some money feeling bad. <laughs> yes, you will. Cause he's that guy. <laughs> so yeah. tell us, do you have any favorite cryptos? Well, the ones that perform the best are tend to be my favorite. Uh, <laughs> so right now, uh, Luna is looking really good mana. Um, and of course I've just been a long-term regular Bitcoin and Ethereum investor. Um, but just, I've just noticed anytime something shows up on the new market, everything tends to sway that way. Anything that's new tends to go. Um, you know, because I'm a millennial and I'm guessing a lot of the other people out there are too. So yeah. we're pretty tricky with whatever we're buying. It's, you know, buy whatever's hot and then and that's it. It might stick around. It might fade. Um, it seems like every yeah. generation kind of has their opportunity, you know, like I think for Jimmy and myself, like we, we completely missed everything tech, even though we were, you know, we were pretty young. We probably could have hit that, but it's like we saw people make a lot of money in a short amount of time, but it wasn't us. You know, back then, I hate to talk like it's the old days, but like we didn't really have access as easily as everybody does now, you know? So, sure. Access yeah, software is, and apps and can just be created in just moments nowadays and make millions. That's cool. We may uh, differ with our investment a little bit, but you can't argue with his results. You know, he's sprinkling money on everything and watching it grow <laughs> many eggs and many baskets that's yeah. right it does yeah hey you can't can't so can't like, can't so, argue with do, you, do you mind talking to us about what you do outside of crypto as far as like investments go uh yeah i jump in all the all the trendy ones uh ge and tesla are my big performers there um I've, of course i've lost some money too i've jumped in with all the pharmaceutical companies pfizer johnson johnson and moderna um, just seeing the writing on the wall, seeing that there's going to be a potential boom. Um, you just got to know when to get in, when to jump out. Right. Um, or, you know, just be a long-term investor and know that it's going to fluctuate and know that you're just going to be in it for a certain amount of time and What's have a reasonable that, expectation. What, what kind of a fluctuation have you seen on the, um, on like the Pfizer and Moderna over the last year? Like, did you get in before COVID or like after COVID? right when COVID was kind of, um, uh, kind of dictating the stocks, right. Just, going, just seeing what's most traded daily. Right. Um, and jumping in early, you don't want to be like with a lot of people had problems with, um, you know, obviously like the Doji coin and the Shiba Inu coin, that's something that people would jump in as it's rising so that maybe they get to see a little bit of the rise, but then they got, to see, then they get to see all of the fall. Right. Um, yeah. So it you seems like, well, that if, yeah, if you miss the train, you can't jump on the, 
the back rail of it and expect to go along for the ride. Uh, right. Once it seems like 90 percent of the people jump in on it, but only about ten percent know when to. Yeah. Back uh, off. Yeah, like I think we said, it's like jumping on a roller coaster right before it's about to hit the loop to loop before you get bunkled in. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, you better realize when you're already too late, if something's grown a thousand percent in a day, um, the next day is probably not the best day to get into it. Um, it's pretty basic. Just you gotta wait for something to drop and see it, its potential before you're making a good investment call. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, you see people doing like the professional uh, jump roper people, you know. I don't even know what you call them, but like there's yeah. <laughs> there's timing to everything, and that's that's one of the big things that Jimmy's taught me is like you wait for it, and and like we've been on a few roller coaster rides now where he'll like he brought me along on I think Vo- was a Voyager Jimmy that we did a while ago, yeah, mm-hmm. where it was like he was like hold 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 sell, you know, and it was like. I had never done anything like that before. So for me, it was, it was a pretty cool experience yeah. to be able to gain from my own money. You know what I mean? It's timing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm picturing you guys doing jump rope right now and it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a professional sport. I can see Jimmy doing it. Yeah, it goes long. Actually, actually Ethan uh, at work seen me doing something similar with the Voyager Doe can do just like a couple days ago. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. It was I was a little sad I didn't get in on that one. Well, non-investment advice. You know. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Rolling the dice. Yeah, he, he's always on Marketplace finding deals, too. I buy shit that I don't need all the time. And uh, I show up in the driveway with the trailer and girlfriend's pretty upset usually. But uh, I do pretty well. Just a lot of people aren't willing to go through the effort of, uh, you know, just finding the right buyer for things right. or waiting you don't sell a boat in the fall you don't sell a snowmobile in the summer right um, if yeah. you're willing to just buy things out of season and, and swap wait. and trade with people and and wait yeah um let, let, work out. let me ask you a question about that we're also doing that that uh the app too with li- uh not lyft or uber but you'd like pick up shit and drop it off to people or something oh yeah roadie roadie yeah yeah he was showing me stuff about that too he, he he's like i said he's into everything He's, he's I do it all. I bartend. I build boats with Jimmy. <laughs> You're so, busy man. Then l- let I'll me ask- ship and shoveling money, man. L- let me ask you this, okay? <laughs> so, I like we have this great labor shortage, right? And everybody seems to want to blame it on different things. Being yeah, the millennials get the brunt of it, I think. Well, so here, here's my question <laughs> to a millennial, because yeah. like my, I have a nephew who's on kind of the back end of the millennials. Yeah. You think that people are doing gigs and chasing flips to kind of replace like their successful full-time employment? I'd, I'd say, yeah, that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, I definitely would, would say that there's been lazy people ever since forever. It's just that with technology being the way it is uh, and the way, the way you can apply for jobs now, that you can apply for a job at a location you've never even seen before, um, it's just hard to come up with an excuse for why you're not able to find a job or why you're not able to seek steady employment. But I think if you look over the course of history, we've always had people riding on the coattails of other successful people. And um, just, you know, we see the labor shortage now, but it's because a lot of people aren't willing to do certain tasks for such low pay. And that's why the pay is changing too. 
um, it's been, you know, capitalism, it, it works, I would say, but also it's been uh, mostly to blame for the labor, sh labor shortage. Too many people are chasing after the crumbs while, uh, you know, the people at the top run off with the whole cake. And people just see that now, technology and the TikTok and YouTube stars. It's just too easy to make a really good income by not working that hard. And that, you know, it's glamorized um, just by our society. So why not, you know, why not chase it when you can do a couple of days of work, a couple of gigs here and there, and then make the same as what somebody would work a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. We have learned for income. Um, you know, it just doesn't make sense to. I, um, I look at, I, I mentioned my nephew and he's 22, I think 22, 23, something like that. And he just, he just finished college. And I was like, well, what are you going to, are you going to pick up a job? What are you going to do? Cause he's trying to get into, um, the film industry, which, kind of a big jump yeah. right yeah so and he he's like you know he lives outside of denver and he's like i walk dogs and i'm like what are you talking about you walk dogs he said there's an app called rover and he said and i go and walk right. people's dogs and i make enough money to survive doing that and i don't have to punch a clock so i can be where i need to be when i need to be there for the stuff that i want to do the film stuff and i'm like dude if if i had an opportunity like that when i was a kid are you kidding me like I'm sure I'd be in a very different place than I am now because going to work also got me what I have. But at the same right. time, maybe, maybe like people can actually chase the things that they want to do. You know, um, it does come off as lazy when someone chooses to do that instead of, you know, slaving away for someone else and making someone else rich while they're making, you know, just enough to get by. Um, but, you know, obviously it's proven to be feasible that we can just, um, you know, unfortunately, people do not do know how to milk the system and know how to get benefits that they may maybe don't deserve um, to supplement their their side income, which uh, I know you guys have spoke about that a few times, which I think that that ribs everybody who's working pretty hard trying yeah. to, you know, okay, like, like you, uh, you work every day and you <clears throat> side hustle on the side, that side oh, yeah. hustle you're doing, you're making cash off that you're living better now than if you didn't do that yourself. So the other people that are side hustling and living off of what's the difference, go get a job. Then you can still right. make your money off to the side. No one else, you know, I don't know. I find that one very hard to, to deal with. It's tough. It's the fall of society, I'd say, but that's a, that's a long discussion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're seeing, we're certainly seeing a lot of signs of it, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. My personal belief is if we're still, if we're still a country in 10 years, like, as we are now, I'll be pretty shocked, but that's just me. You know, like, I think at this point in time, everything is so down is up and up is down. Like, I'm not even sure I reckon. I mean, I definitely don't recognize our country, but at the same time, I feel like our eyes have been open to a lot of things, you know? For sure. So. Yeah. Things are changing. I think that's why uh, crypto is such a place in the world. Um, like I, I talk to a lot of old people. I'm considered a really young guy at work, even though I'm 32 um so in public i feel like average age but certain areas I'm, I'm quite young um talking to like my folks or people i work with the the crypto asset is just so funny how that because it's not a tangible hold in your hand thing it's not real um so people don't trust it but like <laughs> how long has money been not real actual you know right. us dollar currency and they think about well oh i you know i heard china has most of it so that you know that makes me nervous it's like, well, 90% of the bullshit in your house is from China. Like, why, why is it okay that you bought <laughs> That doesn't make you nervous? 
but they have the currency like you know and it's just it's just strange um people that put it down and say that it has no utility it doesn't have a use are the ones that like would most likely find a use for it right um like for example like driving down the road i see a car for sale on the side of the road it's two thousand bucks i have 500 bucks in my pocket and i can pull 500 out of the atm um so wait now i gotta wait until the bank opens like what if we you know both the buyer and the seller both had a crypto wallet. Why couldn't we just make the exchange? There's no risk of counterfeit funds. There's right. no risk of getting, you know, jacked after making the transaction, um, you know, having thousands of dollars of, of just currency laying around. Um, so there's tons of benefits that people don't see. You're not waiting for the bank to open. You're not waiting for funds in escrow and things like that to eventually trickle through. Had you had your your kind of aha moment on currency before you got into crypto, or was that kind of like at the same time you met Jimmy and started talking to him about it, or was that or is it something that's been on your radar for a while? I've always thought about it. It's just I was always kind of nervous, didn't really know how easy it would be to get into and how easy it would be to to liquidate in the event that you did need to go go out and buy something, right? Um, <clears throat> and definitely because of the COVID and every. And the government just printing out money and handing it to everyone. Um, I definitely saw the inflationary risk and realized that I'm not sure which asset would have been the best. Um, I'm pretty jealous of the people that bought a brand new Toyota truck two years ago, and now they can sell it oh, for yeah. more than what they paid. Uh, <laughs> I've, you know, I've always envied um, being able to buy something and then drive it or use it and then turn around and sell it for very little loss or no loss um, or make money if you're able to, to fix things up or wrench on things. So I've always kind of stood behind uh, never buying a new vehicle and, and justifying it by that. And, and now I see people with the the new vehicle, uh, you drive it off the lot, you lose a thousand dollars. Didn't really happen the past couple of years. Yeah, they're, gain, they're gaining you cash. Gain yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's why I just spread my assets out. I, I want a piece of property. It's nothing huge, but it's, you know, big enough house for myself and my girlfriend, a couple of cats. And, so uh, uh, you said you're 32 years old. Yeah. You're 32. How much That's of right. this have you done on your own? Like as far as research, have you gone to school for this? Cause the way you're talking, you know, you're, you're very, very well-spoken person. And I mean, you, you seem to know what you're doing for doing a short amount of time. I mean, you get stocks, you got crypto going on, you, you know, side hustles and all, all that other shit. You're not a stupid man. Not by any means. Oh, thank you. I've been called. Well, no, you, you can tell usually how somebody talks, like somebody who's telling you full of shit or you, you know what you're talking about. As far well, as people have accused me of that too, which <laughs> I can't blame them, but <laughs> I, I do talk a little fast sometimes. So you never went to school for you no know, like business or whatever. You... I did. I got a business degree, but it's because I, uh, I went for electrical automation because I heard that paid the best and I, oh, I was competitive. I couldn't do that. Uh, I dropped out of that pretty quick and, um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to just drop out of college. So started with business, graduated, and uh, I was really surprised to hear that nobody wanted to hand the keys of their, their business to a 20-year-old kid. It was uh, very hard the thing program to lined do. me up for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, uh, with this, that's how you started doing traditional stocks first before you started doing crypto, or did you... Yeah, well, I got into uh, I got in the insurance business because that was just kind of an easy an easy way in right out of college with uh, with the bachelor's degree and uh, or I don't have a bachelor's uh, associate's degree in business, 
-hmm. And it kind of gave me a lot of knowledge on a, a little, a little bit about a lot of different businesses. Um, almost everything is really revolving around insurance or, um, you know, it's close to, to being like insurance can make and break a lot of different businesses. Um, and then I was hearing about, um, the profit sharing and the different ways that insurance companies make money. And I saw um, some of the reports from Progressive Insurance that showed that they actually paid out 110% of their premiums they paid out as losses. And I'm thinking like, how is that possible? This company can still be profitable. And it's because they take your premium and as they're paying out losses, they're investing all these premiums throughout the year and they're able to make money even though they're paying more than what they received in. Um, so I was just kind of baffled by that. And I knew that obviously we know that there's people somewhere, hedge fund managers, there's people in the stock market that are just making money hand over fist. And they can basically just choose how much they make that day. And um, you know, I wanted a piece of that. <laughs> I was tired of eating rice and macaroni and, you know, <laughs> looking for something different. So um yeah, growing up in a family that was kind of modest, kind of frugal, um, never really poor, but also never really like outlandishly um, extravagant. Um, I knew I didn't want to, I, I still clip coupons now, and I probably will even if I have a couple million bucks in the bank, but um, <clears throat> just the comfort that goes along with having, not having to worry about your next paycheck, not having to worry about where you're going to get your next meal, you know, what's what's the next what's the next step if this breaks down what are we going to do after that you know like the the millionaires of the world like they say that those are the guys that are wearing the same shoes that they were five years ago you know like, oh yeah because there are a lot of millionaires but it, like you, you know when you get into you, you have millionaire and then you have like whatever you know rock star type millionaires and it's like there are two very different things like there are people that have enough assets to be called a millionaire enough cash to be called a millionaire. And it's like, they're, they're very conservative with their money. So, oh, yeah. you know, Look at Elon Musk, he's one of the richest people now and he's living in a tiny home. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of struck me. Uh, he was on, what was it? Twitter. And he was talking about how he doesn't draw a salary. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I think he said something like he gets paid in stock or whatever. And I'm like, Holy cow that yeah. it's genius it's all these like little like rich rich guy moves that we're all learning about now like you know borrowing against an asset to, so that you don't have an income you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's, um, it's it's interesting to me so let's go back to college for a minute being where you're at now i have i have four kids and they're all like they're all reaching the teenage years do you oh god at this point in time <laughs> do you think that college is still worth it? I wouldn't say it's an absolute waste of time, but also it can be. Um, okay. By that, I mean, if you, it's mostly about getting a job. People say, uh, you know, uh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And then someone like Mark Cuban says, well, that's all bullshit. Do what you're good at and then life will be easy. Yeah. It might not be do what you love, but do what you're good at. And then it's the rest is just comes along easily. So I'd say, I mean, college definitely can be, it can be a really good thing. Um, my, so my first run at college, I went for business and ended up with insurance and did that for a few years and didn't really love it. So I went back for woodworking, which turned out to be something I did kind of love. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of 
woodworking, like furniture gigs in the area. Um, if I would have been willing to move, I might have been able to find something like that. Um, but luckily, boat building is pretty prominent in Maine, so there's plenty of jobs doing that. Um, so it was pretty easy transition to to jump on board and jump ship, if you will. And uh, that's been a pretty good career. It's nothing crazy. It's not. It's more of a glamorous product than it is glamorous <laughs> work. Um, but it, it's good enough. And it's then all, doing a little bartending on the side and side it's all, hustling. It's all about the end product, right? Right. But Are yeah, as far up? as telling your kids to go to college, I'd say have them like maybe wait a year unless you've got yeah. someone, unless you're getting scholarships. I, um, I, or, I, what I keep telling them is it kind of depends on the kid. Like I, I feel like whatever economic garbage we're sailing into at this point, I'm like, I, I think the college needs to be for exceptional people. You know what I mean? And if, if you right. have, you know, I tell them, I'm like, if you have a gift and you really think that you have a gift and you want to chase that, then absolutely. But my, my suggestion to them right now, like I have a buddy that uh, has an HVAC company in, in Southern Maine. And I'm like, I tell my boys, I'm like, cause one has a real engineering like mind, like he can look at something and tell me how it's put together and how it's taken apart or whatever. And I'm like, you need to go down and hang out with, with my buddy James that does HVAC learn that like my kids homeschooled. So like he could start doing that at like 16, you know? And I'm like, go down, learn that skill. If you decide this is something you want to chase, or if you want to do something else, if you know how to put in a heat pump, you can do that and go to school and not have to punch a clock. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind and of then you can find a big company that would pay to put him through school. Exactly. Get paid, not have to walk out with debt. I think the education system is really failing most kids. Yeah. Because uh, like, like what you're saying is um, when I was in high school, we had a guidance counselor. And what does a guidance counselor have for actual life experience? <laughs> you know, those who can't do teach. Right. Uh, so they're they're in there telling you like, oh, wow, you you got mostly, you know, 90s and 92s and 95s. Like you really need to go to college. And they're, you're kind of downplaying um, all the benefits of not going to college. Obviously, right. um, for me, it was mostly it, it was a lot of the interaction. Obviously, college parties are great. And then uh, just meeting a lot of people. So yeah. you end up with a lot of connections down the road when um, when people do kind of decide to stop being kids and decide to be professionals and to move down that road. Um, now I've got connections all over the world, even though I never really left the state. Um, There's a so lot to be said cool. for networking for sure. Yeah, that's mostly it. That's that's what I'd say is my main benefit other than um, unless you were going to a trade school, if you were really inclined to be in a particular trade and you had um, if you had some sort of outlet for it if you had someone to to guide you along um because you really do need that it's really hard to be a self-starter um it's possible but i'd say maybe one out of a hundred can actually just start in on a trade and not really you know what i mean have any guidance from anyone else around yeah it's, it's really tough so don't think that you know because you need help that you're stupid or that it's not worth doing because eventually you'll find someone who needs you and um, you know, like that, another thing with the bow building, that's a huge, huge problem we have right now. We've got a lot of great professionals, a lot of great carpenters, but they're not all teachers. So it's mm. really hard to bring on, especially you know, millennials sensitive, right? <laughs> 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 it's really hard to, you know, want to learn from someone who's gruff and doesn't, doesn't really give great instructions or just kind of speaks ambiguous. 
um, they learned through the school of hard knocks. So they think you should have to as well. Um, so yeah, depending on where you are, uh, some people aren't incentivized to teach the new guys. So if you can put align yourself with someone who's willing to teach you and kind of guide you along and be willing to put in the effort, um, that's the real education. I mean, college that's, is that's great. exactly what that is right there. You can do it, but man, college Giving is them young guys hard. hard you, know, you stuck it out. You're still there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that it's this old timer kind of way, you know, they they weed them out because they waste their time teaching all these kids, and they get up and quit anyway. They learn by themselves, and they stick it around. Then they'll start giving you subtle little hints here and there, and be like, "Yeah, now if you do this, then you do this." Then they realize, you know, you got something. Right. You're gonna stay around. So. That's that's one thing that I've tried to push <clears throat> where I work is that like we get this kid. It was five years ago. He was 19. And he came in and his hair was like half blonde, half brown, whatever. And just kind of like, he was kind of a waste of space. And I like, I laugh and tell him that today. I'm like, I actually hit my nickname for him as man child. Right. Cause he was such a baby when he came to us, but he was considered a man. And I watched that kid go from like hiding out in the bathroom to like, we all took him under our wing. We were like, here's what you need to learn. You needed to get this, you know, all of these skills you need to get into your head. Here's how to drive the forklift. Here's how to, you know, do the chemical mixes. Here's how to do all this stuff. And at 20, I think he's 23 or 24 now. Um, he's now my assistant manager. Right. And he's come a long way from the kid that was hiding in the bathroom to the guy that's always there when you need him, you know, but it was through that kind of mentorship with, different guys that we work with where they took him under their wing and they were like, listen, man, life's not going to get any better. If you hide in the bathroom, you got to be out here with us and, and go through the hard stuff. And here's, here's what the skills are. And so that kid at 23, 24 is making more than most college graduates, you know, right out of college. So he's doing all right. But I think there's a lot to be said for mentorship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Of course the instant gratification is what, they try to tell um, people is the biggest problem with the, the new guy, but I, I'd say that's part of it, but I don't think that's the, the full scope of it. It's mostly just training and it's yeah. people go to college and you learn, you book learn something, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be anything close to what you're actually going to do once well, you're in the job people, market. People want to feel like they belong too. You know what I mean? Like you, you oh, have absolutely. to have some skin in the game. So if you, if you make it just a job for people, it'll be just a job. So so, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Did we want to talk about inflation today? Sure. Was that on the list? You let it fall this weekend. I did, didn't I? Market's not bad right now. 57,000. Bounce back up another 5% for the day. <clears throat> but yeah, there's some news. Bitcoin enters bear market territory as a risk ask at plunge. So that's your reasoning for the market falling. And that was with the stocks and the whole fucking shit shebang. And usually whenever there's like some sort of scare in a market, the first things to go are the things that are most liquid. And like Ethan said earlier, it's pretty easy to sell fucking Bitcoin nowadays, you know, just going, yeah, pop, 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 done, sold, gone. 
But Bitcoin fell sharply alongside other assets on Friday, hitting a seven-week low in officially entering bear market territory. So the definition of uh, what they consider in a day or whatever. So technically, that's it's Black a Friday special. That's right. That's where Black I was Friday going with it. You read my yeah. mind. Black <laughs> Friday sale. Well, look at this guy. He pops up here. <laughs> This guy, what a stud! Huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. El Salvador bought the dip, acquiring a yeah. hundred more Bitcoin. This fucking guy, man, he's he's all in. El Salvador, the president Nabib Bekele said the Central American country had taken advantage of the seven point seven percent decline on Bitcoin on Friday to purchase more than a hundred of the coins. El Salvador just bought the dip. He wrote on Twitter. He announced that the nation's plan to sell $1 billion in tokenized 10-year dollar-denominated bonds. El Salvador previously bought the total of uh, 1,100 Bitcoins as of October 27th, and the country made the cryptocurrency legal tender, as we all know. And that brings me to this. <clears throat> Did you see this article? Oh. Hear anything about it? Read it? No? Didn't look very happy. No. Uh, she's, she's, uh, yeah, she's the looker. Salvadorian ambassador to the U.S. Pretty much told fucking the U.S. embassy to suck an egg the other day, which is kind of funny. Bitcoin challenges your authority, she says. Other countries will follow our leadership on Bitcoin. And the IMF just come out with another thing today, just shitting on El Salvador. Kind of uh, trying to sway them to change their mind about this, this whole thing. <clears throat> By approving Bitcoin as legal tender and announcing plans to build a Bitcoin city, El Salvador is one step ahead of anyone else pushing the mainstream adoption of Bitcoin. It seems to be a threat in other countries, including the United States, according to Malina Marorja. I probably a for effort. Yeah. El Salvador ambassador to the U.S. They're afraid and concerned because a lot of countries are looking at us, she said. They will follow our leadership. Uh, Coindesk TV first mover said on Wednesday in El Salvador, September, El Salvador adopted Bitcoin's legal tender, which we all know. I know the concerns are here in the D.C., but we're uh, are about losing the power in the dollar. And we understand that El Salvador has moved on because it wants to be on a different level. She said El Salvador adopted the U.S. dollar's legal tender in 2001 after a failure of its own currency called the colon. Went in the shitter, I think you said, huh? <laughs> the that's funny el salvador will be closely watched in 2022 besides this recently announced uh, bitcoin city a low tax legal municipal pinched as a mecca for wealthy bitcoin investors the central american country plans to raise 1 billion via bitcoin bond a tokenized financial instrument in partnership with bitcoin infrastructure company blockstream although no other country has yet to follow el salvador and put bitcoin as a equal footing on the as Alongside with the U.S. dollar, many are beginning to think seriously about digital currencies. Neighboring countries, Honduras and Guatemala, for instance, are both studying central bank digital currency. I just thought I I, uh, I recommend you go on YouTube and watch the thing. It's it's kind of funny. I think if El Salvador crashes and burns, it'll be because of the United States. Man, they are putting fucking unlike Ethan. They're putting all their eggs in one fucking basket. <laughs> Well, that's because they know if if they don't get them to follow, others are going to suit real quick. And once it gets out of control, they can't stop it. 
Right. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully, I want to say like they've seen this happen before, right? They've seen it happen with their own the the colon or whatever that is. So you would th- hope that they see the situation, they understand the situation, and they see it coming. Although I don't know what what situation they adopted the U.S. dollar, other than theirs was garbage, apparently. Just a but, harder currency at the time. Maybe. Yeah. So hopefully. I mean, I, I don't know how their political system works. Hopefully the people in charge are, are actually like awake and seeing this happen and trying to be proactive, but ours obviously are not for the most part, you know? Yeah. Well, according to Steve Hankey, they all have fucking rap sheets as long as my arm, all their politicians <laughs> and stuff, but we'll see. Ah, uh, Bitcoin.com article, South Park. We've all decided centralized banking is rigged. South Park episode features Bitcoin only future. <laughs> uh, I read it. it's not much more to go into, but they have a whole episode where, of course, uh, it goes in the future and Kenny had died. <laughs> he wasn't there. He's the only one that's on the episode. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> but they're using Bitcoin and, and uh, kind of bragging it up. Kind of funny. <laughs> this is some stuff I wanted to bring up. The smash and grab robberies. Of course, you must have been following. Have you seen one on Twitter that you sent me or that you reposted a while back? Yeah. Well, it's a name for it now. It's smash and grab robberies. Hit stores around the country in Black Friday. There was one, I think it was in fucking New York, like a pretty hot spot for Black Friday. And they said that they had like probably between 5 and 10% of the usual shoppers that they had just they had more shoplifters than they had actual shoppers <laughs> because like the regular grandmother is gonna go buy your you know what i mean they ain't going out there and that shit they're like fuck that you know they're scared they should have put up big big flyers and said 100 percent off <sighs> so, well it is in california here why shoplifting is now de facto legal in california google shoplifting in san francisco and you will find more than 100,000 hits. And you will find lots of YouTube videos where you can watch a single theft and an entire gang walk into a San Francisco Walgreens or a CVS and empty the shelves, walk in and go about their playfriend and then walk out. Though at least one thief rode their bike into the store and departed the same way, carefully navigating their two-wheeler down the narrow aisle. We probably shouldn't call it shoplifting anymore since the term cannot... There connotes the idea of a person trying to conceal their crime. In San Francisco, there is no no attempt to even conceal the crime. There is almost never an attempt by store employees, including security personnel, to confront the thieves. And mostly to do so, they record the thefts with their cell phones. They talk about one lady that uh, actually did try to stop a shoplifter and ended up getting stabbed over it. And why that they changed that law to $950. Under that, just being a misdemeanor, that the cops won't even show up, and the prosecutors will just let it go anyway. So it's like they fucking encourage it. Which brings me to the fucking inflation stuff. <laughs> Market's worried over COVID Omicron, or however the fuck this new variant. Oh, uh, the about. unicorn variant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me to saying, you know, these fucking shoplifters. Nine hundred fifty dollars is not is not a crime. Advisor will work with right? you on a comprehensive wealth plan. So if that's not a crime, inflation's going to muck. You know you can't get shit for nine hundred fifty bucks anymore. You think right. you think the fire fucking progressives are going to try to lift that? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it makes about much sense as anything else. 
Yeah. Carney's going to be sorry about this. Oh, the hamster. The hamster. Mr. Bye. Gox, cryptocurrency trade oh, hamster, passed away. Jeez. He was doing so well. <laughs> Terrible. Poor little bugger. They don't live right. long. Don't Who's know. got his wallet? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good goddamn question. But I, I, I thought this guy was funny because he did outperform Warren Buffett. So with cryptocurrency, which, like you said, you don't have to be smart to make money. You know what I mean? In crypto. You think that guys. um you yeah. think that Warren Buffett took a hit out on him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little bugger got COVID. Right. It's terrible. Yeah. So his eighteen thousand followers are posting, posting stuff on Twitter. My, our condolences. We still got twenty-one gun salute. Uh, yeah. Take a minute. That's right. State Either. of California. They only had five five round magazines. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. The metaverse. Oh my god, I've been hearing about all kinds of that. Go ahead. That goddamn see they sold a yacht on that for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That and some some a virtual stupid yacht. State. Yeah, virtual yacht. Some dude paid a uh, hundred and some odd ether is whatever that fuck is. How much? hundred no, it was hundred and thirty five uh uh Ethereum. But what's a US dollar for that? Oh, I don't know. A lot. Jimmy, we should we should yeah, build yeah. some virtual ones, bud. Oh man, well, that's uh, crazy. Thinking, you know, 135 ether, you said? Yeah, yeah. And I just read the other this morning actually, Apple bought a plot of land on there. The metaverse. That's crazy that thing. It's like a half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a fuck ton of money for a fake wow. boat that had a DJ booth and two helipads on it. How you how, guys how? build that boat where you are? <laughs> yeah, what it have for power? <laughs> that that's so so that's my question how do you build a virtual yacht I, I i don't have a clue this was the stuff that i uh <clears throat> there was some virtual land and stuff like that uh, crypto giant grayscale said that the metaverse is uh they see it as a one trillion annual revenue opportunity it comes as pieces of virtual land inside a metaverse projects have sold for upwards of two million dollars and i could have got in on this like really early and this is one of the things that I just could not wrap my head around at first. It's right. fucking happening. It's happening it just, fast. I was like, okay, well, this is where it starts to go to, to shit. This is bullshit here. You know what I mean? I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And had I got into it, you know what I mean? Like the, the plots of land on certain, like the sandbox decentraland, when I first was seeing it and thinking it was stupid, they were selling for like $1,000, $500, $400. Them same plots of land are the $500 plots are selling for $50,000. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. You know I mean? There's some that are well into the millions. But yeah, this whole virtual fucking. Yeah. It's, it's going to go somewhere, you know? No, it's crazy. I mean, Adidas bought a plot of land that was on there the other day. And then I seen Apple this morning bought a plot of land on there, and they're okay. spending fucking millions of dollars. 
But yeah, virtual land metaverse has the potential to become a $1 trillion annual revenue opportunity across the world. stash or whatever but he he really is into uh uh these games that make money and and, and he he explained it once as in like virtual gaming <clears throat> like back in the day you bought a fucking nintendo or sony or some shit where and and as uh like technology is naturally deflationary like these apps, we're allowed to use them for free. You know what I mean? The same thing goes with these games. You have these games that you download for that they're free. They're like here, you can have the game. There's all over a billion dollars revenue that's traded on top of that game. You know, the game's free, but the rest of it is is whatever the fucking game is. I think it was called uh Shit, I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, not Fortnite. No, it wasn't Fortnite, but it was uh, uh, Heroes Unveiled or some shit like that. I can't remember. But it's a big platform game that's free. Everybody can have it, and then the people that use it are buying outfits for their character, or buying a specific gun, or specific, you know, a specific weapon that you would use in the game, or and then trade in that game, that 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 particular tool in the game, and generated over a billion dollars. So it, it's kind of like a casino or like a movie theater where, you know, the, the draw is the movie, but that's not what they make the money on, right? They make the money on the popcorn. Right. right. Well, yeah. Uh, the way I was kind of thinking about it, it's kind of like uh, like way back in the day when we had like satellite dishes. You know, it cost fucking an arm and a leg to get one. And they were fucking 10 feet tall when we was kids, remember? And then it got down to this fucking little tiny thing you put on your roof. And after a while, they almost give the damn things away. You weren't paying thousands of dollars for a satellite dish. They basically give you the dish because they want you to rent the fucking, you know, and the same thing with everything else, you know? But yeah, metaverse. Uh, I don't know if you guys are into it, but I think there are some investment pockets of stuff in there. It, it, like the most simplest would be the central land sandbox engine token. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that uh, sandbox. Yeah, that that seems like to be a big one, but it only does like a certain part of that that metaverse or whatever, right? The central yeah, lands, it's, its own thing over there, and you can do certain things over that it you can't do over on the other one and shit like that. Again, I haven't like totally fucking dove, you know, to understand it all as total. But from what I gather, like say sandbox is like Mario or whatever. Yeah. And each box is like a different level, a different, uh, you know what I mean? Like you got your New York City, you got your LA, you got your, you know, and these are the plots of lands. And you got people like that Beeple guy, which was actually on, uh, he was just on uh, Jimmy Fallon guest on there yeah so you know the words the just the word metaverse the word nft you hear it more and more everywhere you know yeah. people are starting to understand it and even like the younger 
kids, like uh, not necessarily millennial, but even what the next what one the, is. They're drawn into that because you yeah, yeah. the person who, the guy who took the biggest thing to change the world by making people follow each other and social or social interaction, you know, Facebook, he's the main dude on this right here. They're going to follow that guy just by name alone over to that. That's right. That's all well, everyone knows. The Zennials. Yeah. Well, all the Zennials that were born in the wrong body, they can just buy the body they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> How long it until we're sense. all avatars, right? Yeah. Not long. Well, this not right long. here is that Facebook now called Meta has created a number of images to show what its metaverse might look like. And that's what this is here. Mm -hmm. and like everybody has this fucking uh, character or whatever. And, uh, it's slightly fucked up looking. It's almost yeah. real. But it, it, a lot of these kids play games together all the time. Yeah. After school, you know what I mean? Why? What's the thing that you wouldn't go into here and you got this little avatar and there's an arcade over here. Maybe you go bowling with your buddies over here or maybe take your girlfriend to a movie over here. You know what I mean? I see how it scares the hell out of me, but it's kind of fascinating at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. It feels like well, we're going to get to a point where, like, our our generation was the cutoff of going outside and playing baseball to playing Nintendo, Mario, or or Space Invaders, or whatever. Yeah, that but we did happen. both. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's I did slowly, that. It's slowly back when it was that. Back when, when it was that, you had probably 80, 70, 80% outside and you were a nerd if you yeah. played video games and now it's the other way it's like 10 12 percent of whatever kids don't want nothing to do with outside they, they want when you know. when we moved into our house five years ago i think it was like after we had been here for a year the neighbor stopped in to introduce himself and he said i gotta tell you man he goes it's kind of weird but it's really good to see kids playing outside again because my kids play outside right and even more so back then, now that they're teenagers, they're going a little more this way. But um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of a weird thing to say. But I guess it's real. Like, you don't see <laughs> like when you drive through neighborhoods now, you don't see oh. kids running around outside. This is the oh. first year ever that our school didn't have a boys soccer team. Oh. No kids played soccer up here. Boys, the girls did. And they did wow. real good. But the, yeah, the boys first time ever never had a soccer team. No shit. Yeah, that two kids that I, wanted to play, they sent them to Central Roostic to play. Yeah. I used to always smile when I drive by the Burby's house because he, he had a yeah. half a dozen of them. They were always outside sliding yeah. on fucking covered doors. I remember once I pulled in once and they were all lined up and he had a chainsaw started on the floor and they were all excited because they get the fucking wing, 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 wind it up. Hold the throttle, yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, world's changing for sure. Yeah. This is a Warziak. I can't even pronounce that. Warzrix or whatever. This is the exchange in India that actually Ethan was on the boat with me when I was getting texts from uh, Vinish. 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 The world's going to shit here. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He sent me some photo, me and screenshots of his saying, and it was he was freaking out. And this is Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin. <clears throat> and Bitcoin went to damn near zero. <laughs> it wicked all the way down here. Is this Crazy. India specifically? That's an Indian exchange because uh, they put forth some news that they were going to declare war on crypto. And uh, 
<clears throat> put a band on uh, Bitcoin and and of course I believe that Venice did sell some stuff in here just trying to save anything and I try to talk to him and tell him you know before like one of my main rules is like don't keep your coins on exchanges and I it, I wonder like I feel like I should just go through all these bullshit exchanges and just put buy orders like ridiculously fucking low because this here wicked all the way down here and then was immediately bought the fuck up look at this one you see that wick that's like from somebody out there got bitcoin for fucking pennies on the fucking dollar you know and it makes me wonder if do they do this on purpose or like countries doing that on purpose because if anybody if you thought uh fucking elon musk can manipulate a market with a tweet what the fuck can the indian government do right you know other governments this this isn't right because this bitcoin didn't change you know it's 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 relatively back up to where it was but all this fucking chaos you know what i mean that happened in the middle of it yeah you sent me that uh the the chart that you you sent when you were talking to venish and that had, it had that wick straight down and like yeah. i had my phone out and i was like looking at it and i was like I was, <laughs> I was like, holy cow. That was the, the shib one. And that was another thing he constantly talks to me about. And I try to help him with. And I always like advocate to get your shit off exchanges. If you, you know, you shouldn't have 100% of your stuff on exchanges. Because, you know, I mean, stuff like this. Exactly. You know, and he's freaking out and in a panic. And then, like, have that discussion with him. And, like, a couple hours later, he's like, do you think it's, do you think it's okay to stake my coins on Binance? I'm like, man, do what you want. <laughs> do, what, do what you want, but I wouldn't keep the 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 majority on of crypto on a fucking exchange for that reason. Yes, I got stuff on Voyager, just like everybody else, you know, all of us here do. But I really advocate, you know, having options and having that cold wallet and having there are certain coins and tokens and stuff that you can stake right on ledger there's certain platforms that you can do it right there so you have custody of your tokens and you can stake them for higher returns on a lot of them cosmos if theta you can do that on ledger now you can you can uh you know cardano you, you can do a lot on a ledger you know you can and you got custody of it and elon musk put this thing out here just a few days ago uh, Elon Musk wants you to stop relying upon cryptocurrency exchanges, and here's the reason why. And he goes into basically every just regurgitates everything that I just said. Is buying it? He actually got to do a little bit of a Twitter exchange with the the CEO of uh, Binance because they had some sort of issue, and uh, Musk asked Dow, "What's going on with your Doge customers?" And then it sounds shady. And he didn't take the liking to that, so they argued back and forth for a while. But he makes good points, and he gives you both of the. And he's not. He's got. He's busy fucking, fucking around with spaceships and shit like that. And he's got a really good understanding of it because he gives a pretty good fucking detail on the pros and cons of having it on exchange, on the and the difference between a decentralized exchange and a centralized exchange. Or DEXs, as they call them now. You know, DEX is like a decentralized exchange. You know, when when people really start to understand decentralization, 
like that's when the avalanche is going to happen. Th- that's what I think. Well, you know? especially in like we're probably the safest like Coinbase and these these exchanges that we deal with are probably the safest thing that you're going to you know what I mean? But when you're on these exchanges in countries of fucking India and, and questionable, you know, not let our government's fucking much better by any means. But they talk about it right here. If you're keen on using centralized crypto, uh, cryptocurrency exchange such as Binance or Wars, that's the fucking thing I was just on, wasn't it? Yeah, Wazirx. Yeah, that's the Indian exchange, which people don't think that India's got fucking billions of people, you know? I think there's like a billion people in India. There's a lot of money floating around over there. But yeah, keep your shit off the exchange. Long story short. (laughs) Yeah. So that's about it for me. All right. Uh, Anybody have anything else they want to add? Right, Winger? You want to go on around? Well, I mean, about the news on... uh the biggest trial to ever start tomorrow of all time oh yeah 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 Ma- uh, max uh i can't even yeah. see her. galstein or whatever the hell her name yeah maxwell yeah yeah i seen the list of people that, that they, had, they had tied to the epstein and it's like fucking six pages dude and it's like the fucking the duke of fucking whatever and the, the oh Dutch. yeah this and the prince like, charles prince oh, charles yeah i mean there was a lot of like jay-z and shit like that in there beyonce mm. <laughs> yeah Damn. did you guys see all the um I, I think they were listed as john does like there's like this list like people that they couldn't mention because there'd be too much disruption oh, and everybody's yeah. theorizing that it's like american politicians you know Oh, well, uh, I read something that the the gag order that they tried to put on them last year when this shit all started, I guess it was going to go through. They're going to get that gag order. So there'll be no press. This this uh, won't even be live. You won't be able to follow that live. You'll just get whatever news political puts out about. Uh, Epstein got the gag order in that cell. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And isn't that's convenient because where she's going to court is only steps away from the prison where he hung himself. So it's right there. Martha Stewart was tried at this court. This is a pretty high-profile case right here because there's a lot of big players that dabbling in something they shouldn't have been. In. So I don't know. You know what are you guys' take on it? Have, have any of you guys paid really much attention to this? I want to hear Ethan's take on this. What, do you think yeah. they're all they're all in there oh, drinking man. adrenochrome and 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 raping young girls <laughs> or what? <laughs> they probably. <laughs> probably i don't i don't think we want to know what's going on <laughs> uh they're I never going to get prosecuted you know the people that are too too big to fail they're never going to be brought down by obviously it comes to one of the worst crimes you can commit and they can't even bring oh, people yeah. in on it so and I, <laughs> it's just going to create daddy pain herself you know what i mean this, this, oh man it's crazy it's crazy the people yeah. the money i mean everything that went on there these girls, I mean, the youngest 13 years old going on with this shit. This yeah. disgusting, man. disgusting, disgusting. And she was all part of that. You know, well, they, when, when this really broke, they were talking about, do you guys remember George Mitchell? Oh yeah. I, his name's in the mid. Yeah. 
He's, he was a politician here in Maine who ended up going to work for Clinton, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he was really well-renowned here in Maine and very well-respected, too. And he's on the list. And it's like, okay. Yeah, there was actually talks about him running for president there while I, you know. Was there really? Yeah, there was. I can't remember if it was. It was somewhere around the Clinton fucking Dukakis. Somewhere around there. Dukakis, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, no. you know, it'll be interesting. To, you know, uh, did you guys see Walt Disney's on the list too? Like along with Jay Z, Beyonce, and all them. And I was like, okay. Oh, man, that just gone. shows you like money is one thing, but power, you know, this fucking guy had multi million dollar homes everywhere, two goddamn jets, fucking helicopter, his own fucking island. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't well, get that, boy. You, you guys think about this right now, right? Like whatever you have in Bitcoin, imagine Bitcoin goes to a hundred million dollars, right? And wherever you're at with all of that, your alt rise, everything is, is as ideal as you could possibly think about in your brain, right? And your house is paid off and you got a fancy car and uh, whatever hobby you're into, you can do all of that. You can go anywhere today if you want to. Like, let's say you're going to go to the South of France or whatever you can go like, there are no barriers to anything in your life anymore. At that point in time, what good is that money? Right? At that point in time, it's like power, right? Oh, yeah. Great. Power for sure. How, I don't know. I just don't get it. At that point, you guys in time, are that rich. Would, would you be doing that shit? It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, sure. Tell, yeah. tell, tell me about that. It's well, it's the basic needs. You start out with just needing air and water, and then it becomes, you know, the comfort, which comes along with your income. But then once you're comfortable with your income, that's it. It's just the power. The power. Yeah. Having power over others, having power to make your own choices, make the wrong choice and have it not really affect your life. I, I wonder that's proven through cases like that. I, I wonder with these people too, like I feel like there's a whole lot of manipulation going on. Like, I can't help but think, like, maybe, like, ex-politician isn't necessarily dirty, but there's somebody that wants to get control over him so he can do what they want him to do. So they they plant that seed, whatever it is, and they tuck that down and they water it, whatever it is. It's like, they find out what his vice is. Honestly, like, I could see this. Go, Hunter I, Biden. Hunter Biden, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's hold like, on. He wants that? to say hi in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think next week we should uh, be live from Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator. No, oh, <laughs> fuck that fridge. <laughs> fuck that. Did you guys hear she's? I'm surprised what? this didn't come up, Jimmy. Did you hear the Pelosi's retiring and moving to Florida? When? Uh, next year. She's not. I don't think she's going to seek re-election. So she's going to move. Midterms will be up. She did her job. Well, what the fuck she got to go anymore? It's amazing to me that it's like, oh, you're not going to you're not going to stick it out in California that you helped destroy. <laughs> right? You know, nope, nope, nope. Like, place sucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Next year is going to be interesting for sure. Better hope I'm, so. I'm not even sure I'm going to vote. Anyway, I think that's it for us for the week, unless anybody has anything else they want to chime in on. No, I want to thank uh, the uh, over, over diverse, extremely over diversified millennial investor. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. And hey, I love talking about myself, you know, anytime. <laughs> yeah, you should come on again for sure. It makes it, makes right, it easier cool. on the rest of us. So fucking millennials. That was good. <laughs> All right. We are signing off for this week. Um see we'll see. So we're gonna we're gonna have the, the uh Frenchman lead us out. Oh, we can, yes. <laughs> Limited time offer. No purchase necessary. Offer valid at participating locations. Voidware prohibited. No animals were harmed during the production of this soundboard. Subject to change without notice. Side effects include dry mouth, occasional pig snort or two, sore stomach, teary eyes, achy jaws, and whatever tingles well. Laughing hard.